Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Dave Fremlin Show. I'm the one and only Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to me. Yay! Um, it is February 5th, 2022, and it is 10.39 a.m. on a wet and windy Central Florida morning. And, um, yeah, yesterday was such a gorgeous day. I experienced unbelievable weather. Um, I don't even know how to describe weather like that. It was 80 degrees all day, balmy and nice. It wasn't too, it wasn't 80 degrees, like hot 80 degrees. It was hot. It was 80 degrees with cool breezes and just good. And, um, and it was beautiful. All and, and last night, it was, you are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. Share with anyone who's interested out there. Um, it takes a so, super-duper uh, long time yeah. to Yay. boot it up. Um, and so, I... Anyways, and now tonight, I'm going to not give you some information. Yay! A doctor. Um, which, I forgot what it is. Right. You are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. Yay! I guess we'll see what happens, right? Nice and warm all the way till 10 p.m. I woke up today, everything outside wet. So anyway, um, and it's good because today's Saturday and I can hang out in my bathrobe and just do whatever. So today I want to go back and talk about restless legs again. And actually I want to not really about restless legs per se, but I want to talk about like, okay, because my restless legs has not changed. And I have screws in my right foot. And so I have this compound issue where I'm, I'm uncomfortable and need to get up and walk around. And then walking around hurts my foot. And so uh, it's a challenge. And it's a challenge that, I mean, it's a frustrating challenge. And I will not take medications for it. And I know yesterday I went on a tirade about medications and vaccines, but this is why. Because over time... I wore out my ability for the medicine to work. And as a result, the only way that I could be helped is now gone. And so um, the only thing that I can do, and this is my advice, I'm very adamant about it, is when I say you and give advice to you, I'm really saying what it is that I do and what I believe, but I'm the way that I speak the way that I form sentences, it comes out you. And the reason I'm explaining that is because my therapist asked me yesterday or two days ago, why do you always say you? And I had no explanation for it except for that that's just the way that grammar happens to be. <laughs> Anyhow, and I did a whole podcast where I talked about when I say you, I mean I. So my first topic is going to be about how I'm dealing with my restless legs most lately and the conclusions I've come to because now the thing about restless legs is that it morphs and changes. I mean, it's it's consistent in that there are certain times of day that I can pretty much count on it, but now I'm getting it in the morning and... Uh, I don't know what conditions there are. There are variable conditions that affect it in different ways. Some I can control and some I can't. 
And for the most part, it's about 50% predictable and about 50% unpredictable. And so right when I think I'm in a pattern and right when I think it's going well, suddenly something changes for a few days or a week or permanently. I don't know. And then it changes again in a month or so, a little bit, just a little bit. And so I try to do something to change that. And I don't know what things affect what or whatever. And so I have decided that there are certain things in my life that I am not going to be able to change. Like I have tried very seriously for a long time to not eat sweet foods and even artificial sweeteners it has i thought it had an effect on restless legs but it doesn't seem like it has that much of an effect yes if i go overboard and eat chocolate late at night sure there's so much i can do and some things i can't do and what i've decided i've said this many times is i just have to go with i can do the best i can throughout the day to do the things I know how to do. And if I have restless legs that night, the worst thing I can do is get upset about having restless legs. That's the worst possible thing. Um, the best thing that I can do, conversely, is to just basically accept it. And... You know, sometimes at three o'clock in the morning when I want to be laying down and my foot hurts from the screws that are in it, I get restless legs. I'm like, oh, God. And sometimes it's so bad. I can't even sit down if I have to go into the biffy and sit down. I literally have to squirm around. And it's uncomfortable. But if I am going, oh, my God, I'm so uncomfortable. Jeez, why is this happening to me? It does not help and, in fact, makes it worse. If I can get up out of bed and walk around my house, sometimes only for a few minutes, sometimes for a few minutes, and I lay down and I get up again and try again. And sometimes I just don't, it doesn't work out. And then I go to sleep and the next thing I know, it's 8 o'clock in the morning and I'm waking up and I feel like, gee, I only got to sleep for a few hours. That's not fair. But I feel wide awake and I feel totally fine. And so, and I feel like I can't stay in bed another minute. And it's been getting earlier and earlier and earlier. And so I'm like, do I still try to force myself to stay in bed and then still try to stay up until three in the morning? Like, if that's not working, it doesn't make sense to keep trying to force it. And I remember once I went to a, one of the RLS meetings. There was a doctor there and he said, no, don't do that. He said, don't stay in bed uncomfortable. So what I have been doing lately is when I get up in the morning and I feel awake and I feel like I don't want to be in bed anymore, I get up out of bed. And yes, it's important for me to conserve my energy so I don't have a problem with restless legs, you know, later in the day. Um, and so there's no law that says I have to get up and immediately go running around. You know, I get up and I can take my time. And if I want to sit back down, I can. I still don't plan on having anything in my world scheduled before 1 p.m. 
And I still think it's good if I could stay up later at night. And I think that if I'm occupied, you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin show on Podbean. Mentally and physically between the hours of, say, 5 p.m. and 10 p.m. It's extremely helpful for me. And so what I'm doing right now is sort of trying to go with the flow, not getting upset about it. And, you know, I do I have been going to Walt Disney World a lot to keep myself occupied. And pretty soon I will have more things on my plate because I'll be starting dance classes and acting classes and things pretty soon. And um, as that occurs, then, um, you know, I'll have more activities and I'll be hopefully will get better. So that uh, is and of course, I keep trying to stay off sugar and things like that. And I've been eating a lot more protein. I don't know if it's helping or not. I'll get back to you on that. So I really wanted to bring that out. I know I talk about it a lot, but I know I think it's very important because there's probably out there. In fact, I know you're out there. People who are taking these medications for restless legs, it is damaging your body. I'm telling you right now. The sooner you can get off of it, the better. Um, I'm not a doctor, but that's a quote from a doctor. And um, I can tell you right now, the longer that you wait, the harder the struggle will be. Um, Okay, next topic. I want to talk about logical fallacies and how they are abusive because what I have noticed and this is slightly political but it's also personal and it's also just you know hypothetical theoretical sociological all those things but in my particular um, world of friendships And this is a thing I'm very conscious of now because I moved away from my family about a year ago. Uh, The reason was because as I was getting off my restless legs medicines, see, it's all related. um, And I was having problems with my mental health and my dopamine and all these things were irregular and uncomfortable in the extreme. And then I had a broken foot. And what I found... And I've said this for a long time, and I'm not accusing anyone of anything. But what I found was that when two particular members of my family get together with me, or actually any other family member gets with me, I have felt very... Two things have occurred. One is I have felt very intimidated to assert my own feelings, beliefs, thoughts, processes, and whatnot. And on the other hand, I've always walked away feeling very bullied. And I'm not saying that people do this on purpose, but I think patterns develop over time. And if a person doesn't assert themselves, they find themselves a victim. And I've been trying very hard in the last months, year, whatever, couple of years, to release myself of this like pattern of like putting myself in a place where I constantly feel bullied and do not assert my real thoughts, opinions, and actions for fear of being bullied in my perception. And what I want to 
put out there, why I want to mention logical fallacies, is because bullying, it can take place on a very subtle level. And how it's done, and people are doing this on TV now, and it's being used in the news, it's being used against conservatives, it's, this is how it's political, and it's being used against like podcasters and, and people that just are not conforming to the Fauciite vaccinate thought processes, people that want to talk truth and have doubts and whatever. Logical fallacies are what are being used as a form of abuse to shut people's argument down. That's what they do. Logical fallacies are a, 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 a method of abuse in which language is used to shut down the opposing opinion in a debate situation or a differing of opinions in exchange, okay? If I want to be right and end the conversation with you, I can use logical fallacies in order to shut you down so that you have no argument against me. It, it get, it's meant to put you on a on a on a defensive footing in which you can never win logical fallacies come in many 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 forms the most recognized and easy to recognize form are ad hominem attacks such as you're a conspiracy theorist you're a racist you're a bigot oh you're a trump supporter Oh, you're one of those people. I'm Dave Fremland, and you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremland Show. Oh, you are a. Okay. It starts with you are a, and then a finger pointing at you, and then an accusation about your character. Okay. You're ugly. Well, you're stupid. Okay, this is what my brother does to me. He believes and asserts through logical fallacies a belief that he is smarter than me. And so when we have a conversation, he will attack me by attacking my level of education. And so that is an ad hominem attack. And those are meant to put the attack E on an insecure footing, defensive footing. So you're like underwater from the beginning. Because now you're not arguing about the point that you're making. For example, um, I disagree with you on this particular scientific point. Well, I'm a scientist and so I know more than you. That is an ad hominem attack in reverse, okay? But what they're saying is you're stupid. And so, um, and what that is meant to do is now I'm not defending my particular point. I'm defending myself. I'm, I know enough to know about this. Okay. And that starts an argument about who knows more instead of about the actual facts. There's many, many, many other types of ad hominem attacks. I mean, of, um, of logical fallacies to derail arguments. There's changing of subject. Um, there's conflation. Conflation is a good one. Taking multiple 
aspects of a, of a particular thing and conflating two things. So um, let me think. I don't know if I have a good example. Uh, well, I don't really have a good example of that, but think of when things conflate. So, you know, we have a problem with immigration at the border and we have multiple issues going on. Okay, they're conflated. We have, we have people that are coming illegally across and we also have people that are coming across that are fleeing from whatever they're fleeing from, but we also have criminals. So when somebody says, I think we need to close the border and do some work on who's coming in, somebody says, but all those people will get trapped. Okay, you're conflating multiple issues into one issue. You need to separate it out, okay? So there's that, and that's not the best example. I didn't really think it through, but that's an example of that. And um, so I wanted to talk about that because it's been on my mind lately. You know, I'm doing some work with my therapist, and this is the final topic of my podcast. And I wanted to talk about that just briefly because I'm super aware of, uh, very sensitive to uh, logical fallacies. A lot of people don't even notice them. But I'm very aware of it. And the thing is, I came to Florida separated from everybody I knew because after COVID, what happened was I had all these friends. I knew all these people. And what happened was suddenly COVID came and I didn't recognize my friends anymore by the way they were acting. And I came to Florida and I've been all alone and I'm, I'm with a therapist and he said to me, well, you need to figure out like where's your, how you're going to move on from this because I'm really in like a state of shock. And what I came to the conclusion of is that the possibility exists that nobody changed. They were all how they always were. But because I am very sensitive to ad hominem attacks and logical fallacies, that I'm very reticent in a conversation to actually assert my true point of view. I'm highly likely to just go, oh yeah, sure, I don't really like to talk about subjects like that and just dismiss an entire topic. And so if you're having a conversation with me and you hate, absolutely hate Donald Trump and you're saying to me in a conversation, what an idiot that Donald Trump is. And I simply say, well, you know, I don't really like to get involved in politics with my friends. What I have done is I have given you an opportunity to continue to hurt my feelings without me ever saying to you, hey, stop that. And uh, I think it's time. I mean, I never really thought about that before, but, you know, in the idea that I want to meet new people and make new friends and I want to not make the same mistake twice, uh, it was pointed out to me that in my new um, endeavor to meet people, that I would be serving myself greatly if I recognized where and when to, you know, put boundaries, especially regarding, like, I don't like to get into political talks with just my friends and stuff because I want my friends to be my friends, but then how much friends are they if they don't really know how you actually are? If they don't know how I actually am, I guess I should say. 
And so, like, how honest of a friendship is it? And then how often, how, how honest of a friendship do I want? And so there's all that. And, but, you know, I just wanted to touch on it because logical fallacies and abuse and all those things, it all connects together. It's all conflated. And, you know, it's, if you're a person who's struggling with restless legs and you're trying to get off medications, and this is why I bring it all together. The Dave Fremlin Show is now available on Podbean. Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. If you like listening to the Dave Fremlin Show, don't forget to follow me and subscribe to my podcast and share me with a friend. Thank you and have a nice day. Because if you are taking restless legs medications, when I took restless legs medications, I didn't know that what was happening to me from the medications was they were literally, if I, okay, if I already had like sort of roots of mental illness, they were exacerbating it. And if I didn't already have mental illness, they were causing it. And how they were doing that was they were depleting my ability to make process and do things with dopamine that are required to not be depressed, to think properly, uh, all kinds of stuff, alleviate pain and discomfort. And what has happened over time is I have lost the ability in my body to make that chemical. And the mental health result of that, when I was getting off the medications, it caused me to have very recognizable mental health um, shall we say experiences and it, it was so disturbing to me that I had to literally like figure out what in the hell is going on and I had to get help and I'm you know it's so connected because once you recognize like in order to fix it, you got to see all of the picture. And you know what I mean? And, and if, the, if, the, if, if I'm having problems, if I'm in a family situation that's abusive or friendship situation that's abusive or dishonest or not helpful, and I'm trying to deal with figuring out my brain chemistry all anew and all over again, and I'm uncomfortable all the time, and I, I'm not, you know... I have to figure out the boundaries and where and when to say what about myself. You know, it's really important to understand when do I, you know, what's what's appropriate and when. And so all of these things are connected. And that's why I wanted to do a podcast that sort of connected some of the dots together. I don't know if it makes sense to anyone else but me. But yeah. I do the podcast, you know, right away in the morning because I want to do it before I get my brain all, you know, flustered and on to other things and not know what I'm talking about. All right. I will talk to you guys later. Have a great day. Bye. The opinions expressed in the Dave Fremlin Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is written directed and produced by Dave Fremland and is a Dave Fremland production.
Thank you for listening.